0: And welcome back to another episode of the Skylight Books podcast series. You're in for another episode of Better Than the Movie, in which some booksellers and their talented guests get together and discuss a recent movie adaptation or a classic, Uh, but this time it's super recent. We literally just finished the book and read and watched the movie like last night at the opening night. Uh, We're talking Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm your co host, Justin Reamer.
1: I'm Tyler Austin. I'm Alan
0: Trailer, And our guest is a, a fellow bookseller, uh, an artist, a... Uh, uh, uh. Wow <laughs> A confidant <laughs> A friend An artist Confidant Wow And uh, and a uh, uh, Raconteur Is literally the word I was looking for I was like An artist And raconteur <laughs> But also a confidant And a friend Yeah David Kimball it's like
2: Hello Hello Hello
0: <laughs> You're a pal He's
2: confidant. a
1: raconteur And a confidant um, That's good <laughs> Woo! Yeah,
0: that's all staying in too. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, we're talking about the uh, nonfiction book. Killers of the Flower Moon by David Grant and the new motion picture directed by Martin Scorsese, screenplay by Eric Roth and Martin Scorsese, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, Robert De Niro, and 700,000 mm-hmm. character actors and musicians.
2: <laughs> Most uh, of them musicians. Right.
1: <laughs> Alt country, come on down. Including Jack White. We got roles right. for you. <laughs> sergil Simpson. Jason Isbell. 400 Unit was in there somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. I couldn't find him. But. Yeah, Pete Yorn as AC Kirby. Anyhow. Um, yeah, where the fuck was Tom Waits? I know. Not well, he's poor. a Coppola guy. Yeah, yeah, It's so, yeah, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I think they said, that's a face too craggly for this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> movie. <laughs> It'll be distracting. It's a crag yeah. too far. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's
0: not an old-timey prospector like in like in uh Buster Scruggs. So Mr. Pocket. You
2: know. <laughs> I love that short, dude. <laughs> um anyways,
0: <laughs> yeah. So so because we're exploring it's the first time exploring like a non-fiction uh book adapted into a fiction movie. I thought maybe we could chat a little bit about uh some thoughts we have on uh those kind of adaptations, maybe some true crime stuff we like. Um Anybody got anything they'd like to offer in this regard?
1: Well, I think I don't think you have to go look far in uh, Martin Scorsese's career to find some pretty great adaptations of nonfiction crime work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, s- such as Goodfellas and Casino. Oh Wolf yeah, Wall Street. These are all great examples of an adaptation, uh, and that he put his personal spin on. And I think it, it also sort of helps that this movie is in some way, um, you know. Conversation with those films and uh, sort of how they operate. So,
0: yeah, I would, ag- I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the way he approaches the figures at the center of the story, or, and, and also in the case of this one, who he chooses to put at the center of the story. Yeah. Um,
3: have have,
0: have either of you, or I guess any of us, have have you read Wise
1: Guy or Casino or? No. I've I've read Wise no. Guy and I bought Casino, but I and I will read it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but Wise Guy's really good.
0: I remember when it was brand new I started Casino but I didn't get through it because um, I think it was it was much more informational than I was expecting mm-hmm. um, although I like one of the first anecdotes in Casino I remember is about the blueberry muffins which like comes up like two hours into the movie but I was like oh the blueberry muffins did I that, read that it paid TV. off <laughs>
1: they did it too many muffins or too many blueberries in mm-hmm. the muffins yeah yeah and then this like, one's they, got none
0: yeah this we got to get consistency the amount of blueberries in these muffins
1: i mean that's really maybe the most his greatest skill as a director on some level is taking something as densely packed as like what it is to run a casino and how the mob made money doing it and making it this sort of beautiful easy to understand like, info dump that's like also so visually interesting that you're just like, do another hour of it. I want to <laughs> see money shooting down a tray and then get sent all the way to Kansas City yeah. forever. And he's like incredible at that. I mean, that's sort of his. It's probably again, I'd say one of his greatest, or even in Goodfellas, obviously, like the use of voiceover and the like, interesting way that he does that is also such a way to just give us so much information so quickly. And I know he's like was obviously, I think that's the thing he's talked about being like worried about in the past and being like, no one's gonna want to stay with this. Yeah. And then he's like, so I'm gonna shoot it like it's an MGM musical, and it works and it's incredible, oh, wow. and he's brilliant. So
0: yeah. What about either of you folks?
2: Yeah, I'd say I'm pretty much allergic to nonfiction in general. Uh, Don't really enjoy it Uh, I've read I can only think of one Non-fiction book that I read Which I really enjoy called The Wicked River Which Mm -hmm. is all about the Mississippi Like in the early to mid 1800s And I love that so much That I wrote like a whole script About like these con artists going down a river And I was like infatuated by it But like that's the only book uh,
1: That was non-fiction that I enjoyed Just wait till you become a father And then they drop off a pallet of them right on your front door. That in WW two books, yeah. I mean, mean, golfing. I'm guessing. Yeah.
0: To be fair, I I think you just you just get older because I'm not a father. But like when I watched that Robert Caro Robert Gottlieb documentary, I was like, yeah. Let's read a. I'm going to start the power broker right now. Let's plunge through. Also, this. I am
2: older than you. How dare you die? No, know. And, and I don't have
1: children either, but <laughs> well, this gotta, is you what gotta I come. like. You gotta I buy. have a dog at home, and, and the day that that happened, I was finally like, watching on stream. <laughs> on my stream. He's not moving. He's fine. You know. Yeah, he's fine. He's not moving in a good way. In a good yeah, way, he's just like He's good. Yeah, um, yeah no, he's fine. Uh, yeah, and the day we got him, I also got Stephen Ambrose's Band of Brothers, and uh, just it just uh, magically appeared in my hands, and I was like, "This is great. I love it. Let me read yeah. all of it." I would say the
2: closest I get to nonfiction is just just going down the YouTube hole when I find like a subject fascinating or a movie, and I'm like, I kind of want to know a little bit more. I would never think to grab a book. Uh, compiled about it yeah
0: but you'll watch documentary films or
2: oh yeah i'll watch documentary films for sure
0: okay david David. our guest
2: david the the bona fide confidant
3: yeah yeah i I got three things officially to my name which is great so um (laughs) i well there's only one nonfiction novel that i really enjoyed also true true crime um have you seen the documentary dear zachary before oh god have you heard of devastating. That? devastating yeah devastating, devastating. Uh, are we allowed to to swear on this podcast oh, okay. yeah over? yeah baby hell yes uh yeah so um yeah uh that was based on a book called dance with the devil um and it's essentially just about this this um guy i think his name is andrew bagby and he, it was this doctor that had, like, this love affair with, like, this older woman. She was, like, in her, like, 50s or something like that. And she was psychotic, and she ended up murdering him. But she ended up kind of moving to Canada. And um, basically, it's just about how horrible the uh, criminal justice system is. Because it took years for her to finally get uh, yeah, it, it, it's it, yeah. So that usually the
2: justice system is pretty pretty great.
3: Fox, yeah. <laughs> I think usually it's like a hundred <laughs> for a hundred.
2: I'm
1: yeah. shocked yeah, in I my here. I, I,
0: I especially yeah. think the film we're talking about today really talks about how justice is great <laughs> on every yeah, yeah. level, yeah. from your local yeah, no,
1: yeah. sheriff to the Supreme Court, just killing it. a um, fucking Undertaker. Yeah, the Undertaker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, and in a way too, um, it reminds me because because I guess my pick just because it's like something I read. Or I watched recently was um, is Zodiac, David Fincher's film mm. of Zodiac, mm. um, which I think because of the flavor of the book of Killers of the Flower Moon, I was in a very crime investigation headspace. I was also um, I finished watching the Hannibal series, so I was I was also, you also a-
2: lost or watched all the uh, NCIS TV shows, right?
0: <laughs> <No>. New <Orleans>. <laughs> <laughs> LA, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hawaii,
2: yeah, probably. No, I- they're all, all the states are in there No,
0: I, I don't want any computers I either want <laughs> someone to put themselves In the mind of a killer through Supernatural magic Whatever or just empathy Like in Hannibal or I want them yeah. To have to follow so many Notes of evidence that they Will never be satisfied And can never find the answer to their uh, To their terrifying um, uh, Goal
2: Much um, like this book
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, uh, yeah, but Zodiac, like, like, like Killers of the Flower Moon, has, like, so many great character actors. So it's just like, oh, it's like yummy, yummy three hours of yummy, yummy, <laughs> yummy true crime in my dudes, tummy. Dudes that, being dudes, done? and then, like, the lady <laughs> just gets to be like, oh, you're
1: obsessed. <laughs> I'm going to take the children.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh,
1: always a great choice for <laughs> yeah. a woman in that situation. Yeah. Uh, Robert, I just always remember Robert Downey Jr.'s socks in that movie because mm. there's that scene where he like puts his feet up on the desk and he's got like bright red socks on, and I was just like, I don't know why, but I I I love that detail so much. Anyways, mm. in in a movie that's all details, yeah. I was just like, this is a particularly great choice. He's like a like a showy character, I feel like, so it just like fits so well. So that's one
0: of the things too. Like rewatching it, um, and I think it's something that applies too to. Um, our main supporting character in Killers of the Flower Moon, is, like, there's not actually that much Robert Downey Jr. in Zodiac, mm-hmm. but it's so minutely realized that everything sticks, and you just think of him as, like, the character from that movie in a way.
2: That is kind of how I remember it, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, there, but like, he disappears for a long time just to show back up, like, breathing oxygen. He's like, yeah, I have emphy- emphysema or something, and then he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess you know smoking and drinking and doing whatever he did was bad for that person. I was going to say character, but I was like, oh yeah, based on a real person. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um,
1: well, yeah. I would I would say to to both of. I mean, it sounds like we're both nonfiction. Guys, Justin and, and I, and I would say there's there's a, a whole nerds. world out there full of interesting and well written books that. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying unless
2: Errol Morris does it, like, I don't care. <laughs>
1: Perhaps they're. In Blue
2: Line's excellent. You know, what do you want? Go,
1: me? wow, this is stranger than fiction, but I know it's true. You know? What, you, don't you want that feeling? In no, your life?
2: I'd rather be like, <laughs> man, what an amazing imagination, not uh, beholden <laughs> to reality in any way other then, than just their upbringing.
1: Yeah.
0: I will, I, I will say with true oh, crime I mean. stuff, though, you can you can freak yourself out too much because actually back in 2008 or whatever after having seen the movie of Zodiac I found the audiobook on like discount CD for like five bucks or whatever yeah, and I was on a road yeah. trip and I was like cool I was on a road trip through California and as I was listening to it I was like cool I'm going to put this in the trunk and never listen to this again <laughs> and cause... you know they never caught him yeah. right exactly <laughs> Uh, I was like, "Wow, these crimes truly happened." You could have right gone the I'm other driving. way and
2: become so obsessed that you solved the crime. Mm, well, I mean, think like, about
0: that? like, um, um, oh, the Golden State killer. Michelle McNamara. Thank you, yeah. Michelle McNamara. Yeah. But I don't know that I, I don't know that I'm going on like true crime blogs, or I'm not listening to my favorite murder. Like, I don't, I don't go there.
3: David, are you a murderino? <laughs> <laughs> Do I murder people? No, no, no. The fans
0: of my favorite murder podcast are called Murderinos. That's so, so
2: deeply unsettling to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it, it,
3: if you weren't there from the beginning, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna answer no to both of the, the questions. So, okay. Yeah. One which you posed yeah. yourself. Yeah, the, perce- <laughs> the one perceived question and the one actually posed. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: Uh, I was just gonna nonfiction also gives you a great chance to go like I'd love to know more about this and then you you buy it and then you never read it that's my other great recommendation for nonfiction books oh yeah
0: as with the power broker I I got a nice 50 pages into that someday I'll read more yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and learn about the making of New York City
1: one day I will know why LBJ was master of the senate but that is not today oh good lord
0: oof it looks so appealing to read four volumes, but with a potential fifth volume it looks about appealing. LBJ yes. in in that documentary. Turn every based. page, and and then when you actually have to sit down and read, you're like, all oh, right, this would take a lot of time and effort. Mm.
2: But imagine if Will Patton was reading it to you, oh wow. baby, as he does part of this book, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, cool. I See, think now we're talking. Un- unless we have uh, any other thoughts, I think we should just move on. Uh, to... I think the
2: thoughts are nonfiction, bad, stupid, and dumb. Uh, me and David are correct; you two are wrong. Yeah, let's move on. David, moving on. David you know, we No notes. Notes. At a, <laughs> no. get. No, no. We uh,
1: work in a bookstore, and people yeah, come that's and buy nonfiction books. predominantly fiction. No. Okay. I stand corrected. You're like
0: photo stay books correct. and and fiction. That's what we sell. Nothing else. No. No. Um, I stand uncorrected. That's,
1: what, that's, I I, I, yeah, that's yeah, what I was. Yeah, that's what I was. I stand
2: defiant. I right, was and glad and right that you had seen the light. Apparently, no, no, no you know, I've not seen the light. You've corrected see yourself. See. Okay. Your, your mug.
0: So, so David sent a message that I think is is um, interesting, which is that since we, I mean, Alan, you didn't totally finish it before we saw the movie, mm-hmm. but we should talk a little bit about the last What the fuck? <laughs> Did not do his homework? I finished it now.
1: <laughs> for the record.
0: The impressions we got reading the book of Killers of the Flower Moon, and then what that set us up for when we saw the movie and and sort of see that. Because they are different approaches. Yeah. For sure.
2: Very different approaches.
0: So even if if you want to sort of, Tyler, since you're the synopsis guy, give us a sort of sense of the structure of the book to help us
1: understand...
0: Yeah, just how, the how it's laid out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think what's interesting uh, about the book is so David Ground sort of breaks it down into three bigger pieces, uh, and the first one is solely based on uh, Molly uh, Burkhart, who is one of the main characters, the, the kind of the person who. In the world of this tragedy, this Osage reign of terror, as it's called, like is a very central figure because most of her family is murdered. Yeah, she's sort of um, like the face of the... Yeah, the victims, yeah. I guess, or, or someone who sort of lives through most of it. So a lot of that first chronicle uh, is told through her point of view. And in, through that, you get a lot of the texture in terms of what it is to be an Osage, and how they ended up in Oklahoma, and how they have this money, and the system under which they live. What exactly,
0: like, what decades are we sort of dealing with here in, so the, in the book?
1: So, in the book, it's basically, it jumps from pretty much what, like, the teens through the end of the 20s, maybe a little 30s okay. action. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. 19... Uh, well, I mean, so her husband, Ernest Burkhart, who is a, a white man, returns from World War One. they meet, they marry. And, the, and his uncle, William Hale, is, like, the King of the Osage Hills. He's this like kindly 50-ish year old man who like came into town and, you know, became a successful businessman um. So so that's you kind of learn all that information, all the personal information about how, you know how it is affecting her. These m- murders are affecting her and her family, and what's happening to her. She's ill for most of this time. A lot of people are just like you know dying of a wasting disease, mm-hmm. which is uh, you might also know as poison. And um, yeah, so it's people, a, people
0: people who have like extremely. Uh, profitable head rights are, are wasting away to yeah. yeah. So
1: I guess really like the biggest thing to set up is right exactly the, this group the Osage people are bounced from state to state to state um, by an America that is ever expanding and white people who don't like them and eventually they end up buying this land from the Cherokee which sort of uh, guarantees and they're like one of the few people who, who actually buy a plot of land to be like we are living here forever we own this you cannot take it from us again yeah. And they, it's, as it's basically described, it's the most arid, rocky, unlivable land. And they are like, white people will never want to move yeah, here. Yeah, I that I, I was it a good is,
2: part of the book, yeah.
1: And interesting, where it's like, there's nothing, it's not good for farming, you can't run cattle here. Like, no. it's really They have terrible. no reason to come to us. They should never want to come yeah. here until they strike oil. Yeah. <laughs> In which case, and a big part of the, the book, and obviously the movie un- uncovers, it goes into this, is that it basically invites a lot of white people who uh, are just... Pretty much pure evil, into to be around them. But uh, so what ends up happening is it's they the very dis- least greed personified, very very greedy horrible people. So they so what ends up happening is they they develop this. Kind of like a like a collective situation where again they have head rights they they have rights to the mineral so anybody who buys oil has to go through them because they get the mineral rights and they set it up where it's split evenly amongst everybody they get like quarterly checks and again become immediately like the mo- the wealthiest people on planet Earth like per capita mm-hmm. uh, because of all this oil and the way that it works with the head rights is everybody who is like a full Osage gets a full head right which could and you know uh, give them hundreds of thousands of dollars and so what the American government does is like well we can't actually trust these people to spend their money so they set up a conservatorship program or guardianship program which is quite apropos with our giant standout of Britney Spears Um, (laughs) a woman who lived under a conservatorship for many years and couldn't spend (laughs) her own money or make her own life choices is essentially like that is a very apt comparison to what is essentially done to an entire group of people where they need to have a white male guardian most of the time Uh, if they are deemed incompetent which most of them Sage women yeah. were for sure, and, and a lot of the men. So they have to have a guardian who approves of their spending, and literally, like their receipts and bills are being sent back to Washington D.C. People are picking over them, being like, "Wow, she spent a hundred dollars at the butcher this month. That's crazy. Yeah. Why does she need but, that much?" But meat? also,
0: like all the local shops are or like gouging the. Yes, shit. gouging. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so an like, Osage the
1: funeral fuck? is mm. like eight times the yeah. cost that it should be. All these things. It's it's the yeah. flip
0: of like Gringo prices. It's like well, Osage prices. <laughs> yeah.
1: Are, yeah. It, it because of course once there is money. There, a town springs up. White people move there, also, and they begin to live. Also,
0: nothing
2: wrong with gringo prices. <laughs> it's
1: totally fine. <laughs> so that's allowed. Okay, good. yeah, <laughs> it's allowed. Uh, so, so really, it's the it's only like, version that's allowed. <laughs> okay, that's, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I get it. It just basically yeah, yeah. becomes this horrible system that is imposed upon uh, an entire group of people where they can't really control their money people are being like you know have to beg to like give their kids or get money uh, for for their kids or themselves to have uh, like healthcare things like that yeah. and it and it kind of sets up a reality in which like these head rights become an incredible, valuable thing that people will take advantage of by like marrying into the family or, or collecting, you know, uh, insurance money on people and trying to buy their head rights and things, uh, because they are meant to only stay within the Osage family. So anyways, that's, that's a huge, that's what you learn. That's kind of the huge, yeah. big chunk of the first And chronicle. And, and what yeah. sort
0: of sets our story in action is that in addition to the wasting people who it's like, well, they're being poisoned. Uh, People start getting shot.
1: Yeah. 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 People are shot and uh, eventually blown up. Um, there's a, it's, I mean, from what we know, I mean, like, the numbers are not clear because, like, they just were not ever really, like... Yeah, because actually, every facet of society was hiding yeah, all of the In plain details. sight. Jesus Christ. Just truly in plain sight. So as yeah. far as we know, it's, like, 20 to 30 to over 100 people who were killed in this fashion with no investigation done. Um, so anyways, then the investigation starts, and then the second part of the book is Tom White. Cowboy mm-hmm. FBI detective man, and he rules. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I could easily Texas watch Ranger. a, a mini series. Oh, mm-hmm. The Adventures of Tom White. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it would be great. Oh uh, yeah, te- former Texas Ranger, kind of like new in the in the Bureau investigation, wants to do right by J. Edgar Hoover, yeah.
0: but also like there's that great detail where he gets called into the office, and like doesn't take off his cowboy hat. He's like, I'm not going to be one of your college boys. I'm an yeah, old yeah. It's a real, it's a real justified yeah.
1: move. Mm, keep your hat on. Mm. And he's also he's like toweringly tall, which like makes Jagger Hoover uh, <laughs> really uncomfortable. Which is great. Sure. Which I, I did not know that Jagger Hoover had like a little pedestal behind his desk to make him <laughs> himself look taller. Doesn't uh, surprise me. Not at all. Um, so he's put on the case. He has like a team of guys who sort of infiltrate <laughs> the town uh, undercover. They gather all this information and and get to the heart at least seemingly of, it, yeah. of what's happening they make arrests and things and then really the third part of the book is david grand the, the actual author being like just from like my cursory research i was able to from 80 yeah. years later be like oh this guy was in on it yeah. and this guy was in on that, and he probably killed this person and they probably killed this person mm-hmm. and was able to uncover a much even Bigger, yeah, more uh, disturbing he's a conspiracy real than Morrow of the past. He's just going back, 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 back
0: in. But, but also like even more than conspiracy, it's just sort of like a culture of like, yeah, we can get away with, with killing, yeah. Osage. So
2: yes, yeah. yeah the thir- you were correct when we were talking about it last night, and I hadn't read the third part of the book yet. Is it's a crucial part that the movie is missing? Mm. I think where it it kind of puts everything on on Bobby De Niro. His William Hill. And the third part of the book is like, no, this was definitely other people also doing this. He's just the one that people focused on. And it's like all these other guys just completely got away with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I think the movie...
2: The movie like like does, focuses it on him mostly, but it does imply, especially with the Masonic
1: lodge shit. Yes, exactly. There is that, but one it's the implication could they go in and are like further. clearly all these people are, yeah. in on it. That's why they're meeting with. So, but we'll we'll get we'll get yeah. to it. So yeah, so that's sort of the shape of the book, and it it isn't it isn't
0: strictly like a true crime investigation, but it does have sort of that feel for especially for the midsection when because so much of it is about Tom White in the book. You Know a lot of the publicity about the film is that, um, we're not going that way, we're focusing on the characters of Molly, whose family is basically wiped out by these killings, the Reign of Terror, and her husband, uh, who's the nephew of, of William Hale and who's a, a seemingly just very nice, uh, white guy, like somehow she, she got a good one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so I so I think I think I think going into the movie I had a lot of questions cuz like like um like I saw a clip from the movie and I was like oh that's not a, this is a scene where um sh- uh Molly's being driven by Ernest in his taxi and I'm like this is not anything that's even in the book I I'm sure that Eric Roth and Scorsese did like more research to know yeah. this I think that in there to Paul mostly Paul. to
2: give us the benefit of the doubt that he might actually be in love with her. The fact that he yeah. came to know her before his uncle was like, yeah, you should marry her.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think I even had heard, and, and it was, uh, reading the book, it was interesting because, like, obviously going in, knowing, having heard the same sort of publicity, and, and I think I even remember there had been, like, a variety story where, like, they have totally retooled it. It was going to be DiCaprio it was the FBI guy. Now he's playing this guy, and, like, Plummins is going to play this character and then you read the book and you're like we really don't know much about Ernest Burkhart like there is yeah. I mean we have some of his actions are in the book to, yeah. a, to a certain extent yeah. but there is just really a, not much information about him and so it kind of leaves yeah. it left a very big hole in terms of like what I, what I kind of assumed the movie because I kind of felt like I'd go on knowing more I guess about the character yeah I definitely yeah. went in with
0: this sort of cur- like curious I'm like curious
3: what's this, what's this going to be what about you David? Yeah, no, I agree with that because when I was reading the book and I was, as it was getting closer to the end, I was, I, I try not to watch too many trailers of movies that I, I genuinely want to watch because, you know, it gets spoiled sometimes and... Every time. and <laughs> you, Well, yeah, because you set certain expectations for yourself, you know, going into it. But with this specifically, I was like, I mean, Ernest was just like as far as like mentioned in the in the book he i mean it was more of a passing thought than anything um uh, i i think they focused so much more on molly her family and also will uh william hale um also um i think there was just a lack of um tom white i mean yeah I, that would have been i i think in the movie his role was like so diminished and i'm yeah. like he's the badass texas old former ranger i mean you don't even and need the
2: badass part just like the <laughs> aspect of him later in life being like all oh, these yeah. men that worked for me i want them to be remembered like, eh. so i'm trying to get the the story yeah. written yeah. like all, it was like the great details the tom, details, like. the tom so white
0: great. side story even if it's you know been done which was the reason for like sort of minimizing it yeah like it still would be a good story yeah, yeah. like like, maybe, maybe Scorsese doesn't want to do it, but someone else can do the Tom White story. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I
2: get focusing on uh, Molly, but I oh, yeah. feel like they should have focused more. I still feel yeah. like I have no idea um, what was really going on through her mind. Even though the movie literally has moments of sharing her inner thoughts, Yeah. I feel like I could have used a lot more of that, because it's so... It's so interesting to me that she stood by him for so long, Yeah. and I kind of wanted them to go into that a little bit more. But maybe they're worried about making her look foolish or something like that.
0: Yeah, and I I see that, but but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it is frustrating that Scorsese's greatest interest in sort is is sort of in these in the sinner, yeah. Like, and that's what so many of his his movies are about. And so, like, he found the sinner. The, the one who... The the Judas, basically, of his story. And, like, made that the focus of his film. But I agree. It's like... I But that doesn't mean I don't want to know more about Molly. Even, like, when yeah. she's sort of being poisoned. And, like, can't really formulate. But, like, I... like Because like, a strong like,
2: part like, of her knows that... What is happening to her. Yeah. And probably who is doing it. Yeah. But maybe through coercion or whatever, she still... Sides with Ernest, and the movie kind of says like you know maybe it's because of love, but I feel like they didn't really go into their blossoming love enough. At least yeah. for me. Oh really? I really... felt
1: like that was painted well.
2: I don't know. I'm, <laughs> no, I, I know that they're in yeah. love, but I'm saying I didn't see it. Yeah, really happen.
1: I, I feel like mm. I feel like
2: because it's of just a
0: thing because of the compressions and the like time jumps forward. There's yeah. definitely like moments in the development of their like married life. That I would kind of have been nice. It goes
2: from like playful, them like waiting out the storm in silence, to just like married with a couple kids, and I, I feel like there was a jump there. That something could have could have been more more said, I guess. I don't, I don't know.
1: That's yeah. interesting. I think that is in a very important scene in the movie, specifically the the thunderstorm yeah, scene. because it's a great scene. It's mm-hmm. it's really phenomenal, and it kind of gives you. I I think that's maybe what gives you probably. Until things start to shift within it, like, the, the clearest example of what their relationship is probably like for a long time, where it's, like, she's able to... She's, like, clearly a very smart, capable yes. person, and he is sort of this guy who can be very easily molded, which we see throughout the movie, and yeah. she's able and to will not shut up. Will not, yeah, well, he can't help himself. Yeah. He cannot help himself. Uh, but, like, she literally is like, you're going to sit in this chair. We have to wait out the storm. You have to be still. You have to be quiet. And you, go, you can kind of see why, I think, in that moment, why he likes being with her is because she is a woman who's, like, telling him what to do. Yeah, just Which, like Hale does. Yeah, just like Hale does, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's sort of the the conflict, right, is him being caught between these two forces, someone who ostensibly, I think At least he, the
2: movie version
1: of him, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. But, I mean, you know, unfortunately, we don't really... Right, I know. No, but it does seem like that was also the reality. I mean, they had multiple kids together, they were with each other, I, I don't know, I mean, it's... I, and yeah, as you know, I, I, kids I can only
2: like, come from love. That's true. So, hey, I, love feel like,
1: love. I feel like there's <laughs> the the limit of like documentary evidence, and
0: like Scorsese and Eric Roth probably just were like, I feel more comfortable speculating on Ernest with the information we don't have than speculating on Molly. But it almost <clears throat> is like I kind of wish maybe you brought in
1: someone else then to work on Molly because I want I
0: want more of her.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I understand that impulse, but I I do feel like maybe it's just, from from my viewing, Lily Gladstone is also just like such an incredibly Mm -hmm. magnetic presence that I didn't feel like I needed that much more. I kind of just got it from her face, at least. And I'd want to see it again to maybe see if I still, if I feel more towards your way, but as I was watching it, I was just like, I kind of understand this woman. Like, she is... No, I I feel that too, and she was fantastic. I just felt like... I don't know, like her
2: side of the story still felt diminished mm-hmm. in some yeah. way to me. Like I mean if you're gonna are, embellish but Ernest, but I' as well, yeah.
0: but also like that's the Robert Downey Jr from Zodiac effect I'm talking about. like when you think about it, she has fewer scenes than you think, but when she's there, it's always
1: just a fantastic just, scene, yeah. incredible, yeah. 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 And we are, in theory, I guess we are locked into Ernest's perspective, like, for most of the movie. Like, she's one of the only people who I think we get scenes where we're not seeing what Ernest is really Mm -hmm. thinking, right? I mean, we're processing it as he processes it. I which mean, is interesting and then we get that killer moment where we come from we get her perspective when she's going to Washington and it's sort of the reverse of him coming off the train and being like look how welcome I am here it's crazy all these white guys are fighting and I'm having a good time yeah. and she's leaving and everybody she just sees all these eyes on her and it's like oh that says more to me than I don't know I, than just about anything else in the movie That's a, it's a powerful shot anyways yeah yeah
0: more broadly, just, just if the listeners don't know So the movie, rather than taking a crime investigation route um, Instead tries to relay events in sort of like The chronology in which they would have happened And it's a slightly more conventional story in that way Because we're not uncovering different things at different times
2: Yeah, we just so, know right at the beginning Yeah, yeah so, so it happening. begins with, as which you said, an Ernest Burkhart
0: take. Returning from war Coming to town to uh, Fairfax, yeah. Oklahoma, Pawhuska, or wherever it is, mm-hmm. um, and and then through that, like finding his place in his his uh, uncle's organization, because it really is he's basically a racketeer, but he's got the face of a of a businessman. Um, and he 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 meets uh, Molly, uh, driving her around because you know she has the money to like afford a taxi, and he ha- is the one who has to drive the taxi. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah we're like like you said we're supposed to we're supposed to intuit that he's really genuinely into her but her his uncle played by Robert De Niro keeps sort of pushing him yeah you should marry her because those head rights, that's good yeah. that them's yeah. good eating
1: um, which as we know I mean in, at least in the movie version again going back to it, it's like the only two things we really know about uh, Ernest Burkhart is he loves money and he loves women, but also <laughs> whiskey. He says multiple times, yeah. and whiskey. He and likes multiple three times.
2: He compares women, his love of women, to his love of money. And, and so, he says, he yeah. most times he says, "I love money almost, almost as, as much, much as I love my wife." <laughs> but it's like,
1: Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. You sure that's not flip, bro. I mean, I think it depends on the day <laughs> yeah, a right. little bit. I guess. Uh, well, I guess that is one thing. Just is kind of you're saying as well is like the book sets it up in that first chronicle, like William Hale. Friend to the Osage, yeah. he's hiring private detectives to help him. He's putting up reward money. Speaking the language, they, speaking their language, they've they've taken him into the inner circle in many ways, and it is sort of revealed in the second chronicle that he is the man who is behind all of this. So it is much more of a, a, I guess, meant to be a gut punch or a surprise that he is the man who has been doing this because he has presented himself in such a way. And that's the information we get. Right, you're
0: like, oh, he's a a good one.
1: He's one of the good ones. But it's
0: actually, he's the mastermind behind some (laughs) of the worst shit ever. Turns out there are good ones. In (laughs) human
1: history. Yeah.
2: I did miss that, like, gut punch from the movie since we know from the beginning. But it creates a more interesting perspective in which... We know from the very beginning that he's just a piece of fucking shit. Yeah. He's just really clever. Yeah. And he's just using his, like, face, like, his his smiling veneer to, like, trick everyone. Yeah. And it's like, that's an interesting, I, I don't know, I don't know if I love it more than what the book did, but
1: it's an interesting take. it. It gives everything just a genuinely kind of like tragic undercurrent. Like I, I think yeah. we, I said this after we watched it last night. It's like it's a, it's a great movie that made me feel really bad for just a long time because you just you especially when we've read the book like right before it's like you just pick names like so you start hearing names you've heard in the book and you're like oh this guy and then oh no and yeah. so it just becomes a slow descent into whatever happens to Henry Roan or Rita and Bill Smith and these characters who you know. You grow to like you grow to you're spending almost three hours right. with them, um, but it's it lets pretty the, hard not to like Henry Rohn He rules.
2: Uh, well, I was gonna say Bobby De Niro. Oh, Bobby and De Niro too. I mean, he's so fucking funny in this movie. He's it's like, really great. That's kind of the genius of it to make yeah. you like this like ah this piece of shit. Well, but and it's, it's like it's just Bobby De Niro like eating up the scenery. <laughs> that's why I'm enjoying this. Is,
0: that's, is that your impression? <clears throat> your impression too, David. Of Bobby De Niro? Just, I mean, I mean, just sort of... just sort of De din- din- ...the atmosphere and also like, yeah, Bobby De Niro. Bobby guess, Money, like, baby. Bobby Money. <laughs> like, were you won over by him? Or were you just like the whole time? Well, I wasn't He's won me. over by him, bro.
1: No, that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. No, you that's you, not were, not like, you, you were like... You fully agree with you're like No, no, no. no.
2: Justice and William Hale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love seeing them in scenes. That's all that's The Oklahoma governor
1: should go back and pardon him. Do it right now. Oh, God. Not saying that. No,
3: it was... It was just uh, seeing his performance. It was just kind of perfect, of exact as was reading like William Hale and just the type of person that he was. I mean, Robert, and he just—it was as if he translated that just so perfectly. And I'm like, yeah, you—you you were such a horrible person, but I would so enjoy a smoke with you. Like, <laughs> I would—I would absolutely enjoy that. So, yeah, he. I think it was one of my favorite, like, older performances that he's yeah. done. And and, uh, and, and, and also you didn't, didn't you... like
1: About My Father with Sebastian Maniscalco?
3: Well, I was actually... <laughs> so. I was gonna bring a bad grandpa. Bad grandpa, yeah. War with grandpa. Yeah. War yes. with grandpa. War with
1: grandpa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because
0: I, I was gonna say that... Um, uh, well, no, but he was also in Dirty
1: Grandpa. He was in Dirty, dirty, dirty Grandpa. grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. sorry, yeah. Had, had to had There's, to clear yeah, that, that. Too,
3: right. with too many, many raunchy Grandpa movies. Yeah. 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 There is not yeah. enough. <laughs> not there, enough. Is, there is yeah. war. more. <laughs> too many and there not is enough dirty the same time. and there is bad and they <laughs> well, are Grandpa.
0: What I was going <laughs> to yeah. say is beforehand, you had said something about like you know William Hale in real life was in his early fifties, and De Niro is seventies, eighties.
1: I think he's just about to be eighty, maybe. Yeah, yeah,
0: but like i don't question it that he's like an over the hill like he's he's still projecting just this um, but, but also him being older does make it also give him a little more gravitas yeah. to be like the king of mm. the Osage Hills.
1: And he's like a little more, you're just like, Oh, he's so kindly. He's like mm. old. And yeah. they, and you know what they didn't do in this one? They didn't have him curb stomp someone. <laughs> so you don't do are in the Irishman where he like, oh, oh, it's like, I don't remember that from the fucking book. What are you talking about? That's what well, I always, <laughs> actually,
0: actually, actually that, that is funny. Cause like there is the moment where, um, he has, um, sorry, Ernest's brother, Paddle him, but yeah. like he hands the paddle to him. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, if he yeah. had tried to be the one to paddle, then that would be a curb stomp situation which, which where you're like does, like, does he have no old man? Does he have the power? But I, but I believe that who's the actor that plays? uh oh, he's Ernest's a good, brother? a
1: really good character um, actor, Scott something. Uh, look he, it up. Like he he beats him good,
0: and I'm just like, yeah, I could see how, even without this moment of violence or, like, how this violence would continue to keep Ernest under the thumb of, of the family.
1: Scott Shepard. Yeah. Scott Shepherd. Mm. That's an incredible scene for the production design. Mm. Obviously, like, that that scene, it just, like, jumped off of the screen to me, where it's, it's the black and white, like, masonic lodge, mm-hmm. the, the checkerboard yeah. floor. So you're like, okay, Ernest is being pushed around like a pawn, mm-hmm. and then there's the incredible moment in De Niro's glasses, you get, like, the reflection of the floor in his glasses, which is just, like, Life is a game to this man, and he sees things as black and white. He he gets money, and other people have to die. And that is as simply as he looks at things. And I was like, "That's fucking incredible!" Well, like, <laughs>
0: like not to read too much into it. Like the moment where you can tell he's like, "If I have to kill Ernest, I will," and I just need to get him to sign this paper to give me <sighs> yeah. the money. And what an amazing like, scene! That like was. in that scene. All you, all you see in his glasses is the paper. Yep. Like, I'm yeah. sure it's just like a fluke of the way that De Niro was holding it, but the fact that, like, his eyes are literally just on mm-hmm. the paper as he's talking yeah. to... In Earnest,
2: knowing Diana's that this is his, like, signing over his, his life, life <laughs> and he's yeah. just, like,
1: still being talked into it. <laughs> and not a better scene <laughs> since Samuel L. Jackson talked Chris Tucker into his trunk in Ugh. jackie brown oh my gosh. <laughs> with the promise of roscoe's yeah has there been a moment where a person signed That's themselves true. up to be killed faster yeah <laughs> and incredible oh yeah. uh, it's so good yeah
0: so wait david i think I, I feel like we rushed a little bit past it like what is your impression of the two like i guess romantic leads of, of ernest and molly as played by um dicaprio and and lily gladstone
3: yeah, I mean, I think in the movie especially they really wanted to amp up the the closeness that they two had that the two had. In the book, I think it was present, but I I, I I guess maybe I just need a few days to kind of let it sink in because I I I'm gonna be honest I don't know what the intention was to kind of have Ernest as. Kind of the main focal points and perspective of the story. Yeah. Um. I'm. I don't know. Like. I don't think Martin Scorsese wanted us to feel s- sympathetic for him, but there was there was some scenes where I was thinking maybe, maybe he, I don't know. I I guess that's something that I'm still kind of struggling. He's with, definitely with more nuanced yeah.
2: than I was kind of expecting.
3: And I don't know if I like that or not. I, I not
2: I,
1: I feel weird um, about
3: it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's
1: kind of the central question of the movie. On yeah. some level. And I think that's yeah. what changing the order around is trying to accomplish on some level is like, what is, like, it just lets you seep into these guys' psychology where I think on some level, they are convincing themselves like it's this is the like American psychosis of like yeah. oh no these horrible things we're doing are actually for the greater good yeah, they're better for them for they're better children. for us yeah. it's for but, it's for uh, our people well because as yeah. he
2: says many times they're gonna die out anyways yes we might it's as well like, have this money and it's like well
1: and just, you're helping do, them along man. on some level like genuinely believe like William Hale probably is like I was good for those people like I was I was doing the right thing yeah the fact that they both wanted to return back and <laughs> it's, it's like mind letters and go go back and it's like so they're there's like a real they sickness. believe their own legend yeah to some they, they're yeah. they're high on their own supply of yeah. like we are doing the right thing even as we murder these people yeah. and it's like that is kind of the story of america on many levels well, sure of yeah. convincing ourselves that doing a horrible thing is actually it's really good it's interesting and i think it, it, like, a lot of earnest in this movie man. a lot and <laughs> a lot for, for very little movie. in the book and it's like mm. yeah i mean we don't apparently don't know like was he a was he like a hijacker like I don't know, it's, you yeah, know. but it was an interesting choice, I guess, and only that like
0: well yeah. well is it i think I think that's something that we should hash out like like is it a more interesting choice to do that story versus versus the traditional um, um, like investigation
2: i I understand <laughs> not wanting to do the investigation because that's like a very formulaic type of movie of like justice prevailing in the end and they it, probably would have had to goose even more details
1: to make that story in a sense the the other and the other sort of problem with that is you've then even further relegated the osage like out of this story if it's yes. like tom white rides up on a horse then it literally and is the white and their problem the white and it's yeah. like yeah. sure so we get a I lot get more of their culture coming in it but
2: through this way since you're going to focus more on the fa- i just feel like i think i think ernest and molly should have been Swapped, or at least yeah. more equal mm-hmm. to each other. Well, yeah. that's the,
0: that's the thing is I, I thought it was very interesting that there was that scene, which I'm assuming was like at least partly improvised, which was which was the council meeting of like the tribal elders or whatever you want to call it, where they're talking about like what are we going to do to start dealing with these white people killing us? Yeah. Um, and obviously that felt very real. And obviously, I think Scorsese was like, okay, here's the idea. Now say what what you feel. Right. Um, and and it seems like a a nice moment but it but it also does feel like i'm ceding this to you but then i'm going to take it back and tell the story about Ernest Burkhart that i yeah. want to tell
1: yeah yeah i think well so i don't i don't know if anyone has seen uh, everyone else has seen the video going around of the the osage consultant who like uh who was like the person who gave lily gladstone
0: oh yeah on the red carpet
1: yeah on the red oh, carpet yeah. it's like a very yeah. it's a clip that's gone i feel like very viral but mm-hmm. I'll just echo his point briefly, which is that I think he said it's like, I would want it to... I watched this movie, and he has a similar thought of, like, I would want this to be the Molly Burkhart story, but I don't know if that's a story that I would want Martin Scorsese to tell or can tell. Sure. But similarly, it's like, he's not making this movie for the Osage. Like, the Osage know what happened. Like, that is their story. Mm -hmm. They have to live with it. He's making it for... The people from the other side of this who have I mean, to I, have a mirror held up to them to say this yeah, is yeah. Well, what happens. In well, this when country. I was killing
0: when I was killing time before um, the movie last night, I was in Barnes and Noble and I picked up this magazine which I took a picture of and was Cowboys and Indians magazine, um, which uh, established 1993, which is mind boggling. Wow. <laughs> That in 93, you're like, we need a Cowboys and Indians magazine. <laughs> yeah. but, and we're going to call ar- it that. But so. <laughs> in the article, they they, they talk about um, the writer is like, you know, white people in Oklahoma don't know this story. And they're in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So it is sort of like one of those things that like, I'm sure shining a light on it is a step. Yeah. And maybe there does need to be the step where an Osage filmmaker makes the Molly Burkhart story. Yeah. Um, and so for that, like, I'm not, I'm not going to ding it as much, but I do feel like from a narrative satisfaction, mm-hmm. I would want more Molly in this story.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it is tough. Cause I guess like for so like there is an hour where she is just sick in bed. And yeah. now there are, there are moments of that that are incredibly powerful. Like that, the owl. Yeah. yeah that is, her mother sees. In, and in then, and then, then she sees, she sees okay. incredible stuff.
2: Also, uh, yeah, it's so... Also the William yeah. Hill maybe or maybe not being there, but then yeah. revealed oh to not being dude, there. Jesus. I mean, a yeah. like jump scare and a half. Yeah. Truly, like, yeah, yeah, insane.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, the, and that one scene where uh, where he burns his ranch and, like, Ooh, there, yeah. in the yeah. bedroom. The visuals of that were yeah. incredible. And just... So there's... But it's not... Just constantly making money. Just yeah, constantly scheming mm. and oh, yeah. constantly getting,
2: getting, conning, getting
0: the fire insurance policy and yeah. sorting it up. Which I
2: think happens chronologically much earlier than the, than yeah. the movie. It doesn't happen while the
1: FBI guys yeah, are yeah, there yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I,
0: think, yeah. I think they just wanted a way to to establish that the FBI guys were
1: integrating themselves into the community in different roles, right? And that William Hale is king of hell.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yes. Uh, which is wild.
1: I'll show it's... you the
2: life of the mind. Uh,
3: I think like just a general thought, like I I think like collectively, as a movie, once it finished, I'm like, even though the perspective of Ernest was kind of not not like not completely settling me off, but um I think it was great all around. And I I was thinking about like for molly and how much she ended up getting for represent, representation i i think they they painted her story fantastically you know even though it could have been more but i'm like no i think they 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 did what they had to do to kind of show her pain just the amount of coffins she had to see yeah buried, i mean I, it was i mean those scenes are still sticking with me i feel like it's those scenes of her just grieving, I, it's gonna stick with me for a couple weeks. Like, I think they did great with that. Um, kind of not like a shock value, but it, it felt like it needed to be done. And yeah, it, even yeah.
0: like the description in the book of like a crowd looking at Anna Brown's yeah. corpse oh, is so God. much different than seeing that crowd of people standing around Anna Brown's corpse as it's exhumed and then.
3: Then I don't know that it was
0: autopsy there, yeah. but for yeah, the yeah, film, yeah. but for yeah. the film, it is, and, and it like it just drives it home oh, that yeah. that it's a like it's a fucked up spectacle.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, well, which I guess it was. It was it, it, yeah. yeah. Hey, it was 1923. What else did people mm. have to do? I guess
2: other than be brutal savages, <laughs> they, they mm. had
1: to go down and be like, "Let's go see this dead body." Mm-hmm. Um, Stand by me style. Well, before we get to, actually, before <laughs> oh, like, my god, before we get to the end, <laughs> oh, sorry. My god. Yeah, I, I'm that? sorry, but that did just remind me
0: because, like, like the crowd's already um, there, and there's just that amazing POV shot yeah. um, of like as she's being led to her her sister's oh. dead body. That's just the POVs of people turning yeah. and just oh, just, yeah. just so perfectly executed. The actors <laughs> yeah. do it so well. Yeah. It's just including if you're the
3: about killers, looks, including yeah. the literal killers Yeah, takes off his hat. Oh, oh
0: Molly, i Sorry, so sorry yeah. about that. just, he just, all those looks. Oh my god. So no, that's a great, unbelievable. Yeah, so why they it? use it in the trailer for sure. It's actually. Yeah. We should maybe like address the like many um, musicians in the film, Because like, yeah. like Jason Isbell plays plays this guy Bill Smith, who in real life was married to one of Molly's sisters. She died. Uh, was that was that established? If that was just a, like a genuine like. Like disease? or Well, th-
1: wasting illness, right? Yeah. Okay. So, of yeah. a wasting illness. She was, yeah. you know, poisoned probably. Um, I'd
2: say 95% yeah, chance yeah. of and, that.
0: And then, because he's been hanging out with the family so long, uh, he ends up marrying another one of Molly's right? sisters yeah. after yeah. that one dies. Um, and that character, Bill Smith, is played by Jason Isbell, who at first, I was just like, oh, this is a kind of cool character actor. And then I was like, oh shit, that's Jason Isbell. And he... He has a scene where he's face to face with Ernest Burkhart, and they do not like each other, and they, they just like it's it's kind of like a like a hillbilly shade off, and yeah. it just like throwing shade like crazy. It's, I'm not so,
1: nervous. I just don't like you. I just don't <laughs> like you well I'm the, just the way God made me I can't help that <laughs> I, it's incredible that yeah. like Jason Osbell who by all accounts I don't think has acted in anything else is just like yeah I'll sit across from Leonardo DiCaprio and like mm-hmm. crush go go head to head and like holds the screen it's amazing Yeah, yeah. it's just really un- I, I'm
0: realizing now it's it, it would be an oaky shade off not a hillbilly shade ah, off yes. there's no hills it's a very <laughs> rocky terrain but sure. they keep
1: saying the Osage Hills I guess Maybe there um, are hills Maybe they count the rocks as Gentle slopes Gentle
0: Gentle (laughs) Yeah yeah. but are they billies In those hills I'd like Mm, to know Yeah yeah. (laughs) Goat or two Sure
1: (laughs) Well so I think that Like on top of everything else The the marriage being so You know The focal point I think you can come away With a lot of different opinions About it Like did, did everyone feel like Was there any love there Was there a genuine love there Was it all it, you know, I mean, I think that's what the whole movie is
3: sort of struggling with. Did how did it, you feel about that, David? Yeah, I think that is the main question that it wants. It, I think it's trying to be ambiguous as well. It's like, well, did they? You know, I remember one part in the book where I think Ernest he finally confessed in, in court, and then I think like I I, I kind of forgot, but but basically there was this look that that Molly gave him and it was just cold and I I think well, you know, when you have kids with someone, I'm I'm sure there's bound to be some type of, you know, um Close relationship. Um, oh, I don't know, man. And I, <laughs> I, I, I would say in most most cases. I don't know. There's a lot of families out there who <laughs>
2: beg to differ, <laughs> man.
0: I think I think the film fudges some of those facts from the book in the name of ambiguity. Yeah. Because like, because like, as the as he like confesses in the movie, she's still on talking terms with him. And I had that thought. Mm-hmm. I was like, once he admits some of the shit that he did. Yeah. she should just give him the cold shoulder but oh, I think yeah. they want the dramatic yeah. satisfaction of because there is the, the whole issue is she has diabetes and he's giving her insulin but it's insulin laced with morphine I forget and whatever. maybe
2: something before then right
1: because it's the morphine not immediately is immediately uh, helping her either yeah, yeah slow her down um,
0: and and she in the movie she's like she has the confrontation where she's like what was in the shots yeah. And yeah. the movie once yeah. is like we need that. And I I get that. But um
2: I think the movie for me the only clear sign of love is that she loves him. Um that seems certain to me yeah. in her behavior and yeah. her and her proposition him when she's like you give me the shots like surely right. you won't poison me. Right. She yeah. loves that's, that's like that's him. like yeah. her final like challenge is like if he loves me, he won't poison me, kind of thing. That's how I took it. Yeah. Whereas on the flip side, it's never really clear if he loves her or not. I think he does or did at some point, maybe. But his greed ultimately wins out every time. I think that's yeah. sort and of I what think, it's trying I trying to think, say. I think that's yeah.
0: the ambiguity that, that Scorsese is laying in there, is that we're reading her to see like why she... Choosing to let him give her the sh- like, like, yeah. we're, I think we're reading that like she wants him to prove himself, right? Even though that's not in dialogue, even though we're not getting like an inner monologue. Um, so I understand the choice, but I wish there was something a little more concrete. And in the same way, in the name of ambiguity, they 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 fudge the fact about the explosion, which we haven't really covered but Mm -hmm. but so so bill smith the jason isbell character and molly's sister rita um are blown up in a house and it's engineered by the soup man yeah the soup man is hired hired by by William a great name via Ernest. and in real life uh molly was supposed to be there too with the kids they were supposed to stay overnight Mm -hmm. and they were all going to get blown up Mm -hmm. um but because of a fluke of of his uh, their son, Cowboy, oh has earaches, then she brought him home so that she could care for him, and that's why she wasn't there for the explosion. In the movie, he's more like you got to you get, you can't stay at that house. You you gotta, you gotta stay. But that's home.
2: already when she's come back. He's like, where were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, yeah. that
0: concern and sort right. of like, well, you you shouldn't stay out so late, blah blah blah. But but it's sort of like. Uh, I don't know. I, I think at this point he's like, okay, I'm going to blow her up and get the money. Um, but the movie movie goes for that more ambiguous, like, which which is the role and which is real.
1: I yeah. do think in the book there is some, obviously this happened 75, you know, almost 100 years ago or over 100, nearly 100 years. But it's like when the book's written, that is a thing that's being told to David Grant. you know, 90 years later from a child you know from the child's point of view who's now an adult like I think even the grandchild the son of that person the kid who had the earache so I do you know I think there is some inference and as to like whether or not Ernest knew that that was it was going to exactly happen that night I don't know that we ever know that that's like confirmed so like they're, they're just it, again this is the thing it's like you said there's not hard facts about it so like and, and i'm not trying to say like ernest was right yeah. <laughs> uh, but i think i think there is like ambiguity and ernest, with, is that with time, what you were saying to me before the podcast <laughs> nope nope he's a bad guy we don't Ooh. like him but like the, in that in that detail when i read the book it stuck just a little to me like i think there's some inferring there's some just you know... Well, you have to when all the fucking evidence oh, of is course. Gone. Yeah, Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. I, so I don't know if yeah. we should think he's the worst man alive or yeah. just a guy who was like obviously kind of dumb and, and way in over his head and well, very greedy and, you know, I don't know if he thought his wife would have been killed that night. It, it might have just happened... And he would have obviously, like, and he would have to dealt with that. But I don't know if it was, like, implied specifically. He was that, like, you should have been there. I see. That's, yeah, no, I think, you know again, you're right. I guess, I guess
0: in the book it is ambiguous as yeah. well. Like, how much did he
1: know? Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, if the job was going to be that night yeah. or not. Um,
0: which which also is kind of the movie, too. is like, how much is he understanding his uncle's plan? And how much is he a willing participant? And how much is he a dupe?
1: Right, exactly, because like there are, for a while it is like Hale, I feel like, pushing him along, being like, this is for the best, this is for the best and you're just like, oh, this guy just buys it, this guy's just like yeah. a dope, a dummy, and then at a certain it's point you understand, yeah. yeah, he's real dumb, <laughs> he's, which all these guys are, which yeah, I think yeah. is like kind of interesting as well, um, but so that's, again, it's like, it's, it's ambiguous but that is like, obviously I think that detail is in, they put it in the movie to be like, oh, she was going to be there but he wants her home, but like who knows? I don't know. You, you're right. And that is kind of, yeah. It's a choice. They had but to make you're a right. choice. I think maybe they it speaks
0: to, to my my dark opinion of humanity that I was just like, yep, yeah, he was planning to blow her up That <laughs> Right. <Yeah. laughs>
2: we don't know. Maybe he was. We I don't mean, know. He, I mean. Yeah, at some point, he's planning to get that money. Whether a, he's
1: thought it through or not. And, and he does love that money. Uh, and he, he, love that money, I sir. love that money, sir. I love that money, sir. Did anyone else think he was just uh, Rick Dalton playing this character? A little bit. It's (laughs) the same accent. A A a little bit. of time in all Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. That was... was, was,
0: Like, overall, I... I mean, I, I feel like I still have to process this movie a bit. But overall, I really liked it. But there are definitely... Leonardo moments where I'm just like, oh, I've seen this move before. Yeah. And it kind of takes me out a little
2: bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there you know what was an incredible acting thing between him and De Niro is they both have like the same exact like frowny <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if <laughs> anyone else this it. It's <laughs> like a perfect half circle yeah. frown. And I was like, man, that's good acting. They both got yeah. that frown. It's mm-hmm. good.
2: Yeah, I wonder but, what it would have been like if there was someone in this role other than Leo. Mm. Like maybe Maybe I would buy it a little bit more, their love, if it wasn't someone who's like clearly shining as brightly
3: as he can at all possible moments. I don't know. You know, I had a thought of like, Ernest is like, maybe like in the rough drafts of the script, his role might have been significantly smaller if it weren't for... Leonardo I feel he's just big and greedy when it comes to films maybe with him being attracted to the role kind of got expanded um I don't know I, I that was a I feel like that's definitely that's possible that's, yeah. <laughs> because I mean reading again like I said backtracking like reading the book I, I was like well yeah Ernest is a prominent you know piece to this puzzle but I, I didn't really I wouldn't if I were to adapt the movie myself, I wouldn't think of using Ernest as like the main focal point or the yeah. protagonist or protagonist yeah. quotes yeah. <laughs> or that, you know, I mean um, the whole movie
2: pivots around him and Molly but to a greater degree, him.
3: I, I feel like they might have beefed it up just because of Leo. I, I think that especially when you yeah. say he was supposed to play, he the, was going
1: to be white, and that's then an interesting. Oh. They yeah. s- they switched it to him being Ernest, and I think that's when it was definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Does that Much, mean Jesse was going to play Ernest? That I don't know, actually. If, that, if I know, think you know, that, that might match. have been very yeah. interesting to me. Yeah, I, if you flip them and, and kind of mm. do it in the same way, I mean, yeah. and just let him come, Leo come in be awesome. But then has him. played a lot of bad guys. I, yeah, I, he's, he's, he's owed something <laughs> good, something righteous to be, for once. I mean, I loved how much Jesse Plemons called uh, Leonardo DiCaprio son. Yeah. yeah. And he's like 15 years younger <laughs> yeah. than him. Yeah, son. It's like, Sir, you
2: tell him, oh, Jesse. Yeah, you tell him. It's
1: pretty condescending. It's great. Oh, it's so good, yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting. I don't, yeah, I don't know, Leo. Yeah. It, it definitely he's a movie star, and I think like yeah. that charm is going to keep you with him longer. But than I think in else. this movie, if you're going to have a movie star, it should
2: be Hale, which it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think everyone else should be played more. I don't know, realistic or just pared down a little bit.
0: Yeah, because yeah, because it is the sort of like operatic tragedy. Of like the person that thinks they're the hero, but really they're the villain, um, and obviously that's or the, the character
2: that knows he's the villain but chooses to
0: lies to himself, lies yeah. to himself yeah, that yeah. he's yeah. Like, that's the thing at the end, like when like he like I feel like it's one of those things where he's saying as much to convince Molly as or himself as Molly when he's like I've told all I've told everything, my my you know my soul is clean, and then she's like What'd you put in the shots? And he's, and he's like, and he's like huh? He's short yeah.
1: Yeah, he can't answer. Wait, what are we talking about again? Uh, <laughs> I mean, even in the moment where, like, oh, we should talk about Brendan Fraser. Oh,
3: yeah, oh, yeah. god! So so oh, into the oh, shiz,
1: ripping yes. through. Yes. So I <laughs> need to control my
0: clients. <laughs> <laughs> the, co- the court oh, case that yes. comes from the investigation to Tom White against uh, Hale, and so it, is it Hale is the is the defendant?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Hale yeah. is the defendant with. And they, they get that other poor guy, uh, not poor, I mean, he's, he's a piece of shit, too, but uh, John Ramsey, who's got, like, ten kids, who kills Henry Roan, oh, okay, it's good. him and Hale are the After two... After befriending him? After befriending him! Jesus, was so that was sad. rough. And literally, it was a moment, like, where we gotta kill somebody, and he's like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. Well, it's an OSH. stage. Well, that's a different story. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this guy sucks, and then he, too. I, yeah, fuck, man. But he gets nothing but shit the whole movie, but yeah, it's him and Hale are the two defendants in that, in the court case, sure. specifically, and... um. So Brendan Fraser is Hale's attorney and he just pops up And goes like, I need to confer with my client, and in like just at a at a twelve, and it's incredible.
2: Ever since I saw the trailer and I see him like cackling in that one shot in the trailer, I was like, oh, we're gonna
1: get some good British (laughs) Fraser. Good Fraser, and we got a little bit, but it was a taste. I could have used, I could have used a little bit more. People People in our crowd applauded when they saw him. Just like gave him like yeah before
0: he talked. Just the pan over him in the courtroom. Yeah, yeah, he got applause. So so good.
1: And (laughs) there's a moment where he basically like convinces uh, Ernest to no longer be an informant so Ernest is arrested he flips on his uncle he then is told, you know, he like is confers with his client with his lawyer, yeah. who tells him they beat you, they beat you. Yeah, like, they, like you know, and, they, they and he doesn't get you. it at first. He's like, he no, doesn't. they didn't. He's like, they did, they did, they beat you. And so, like, literally again, like these lies are just being built into his head. And like, he goes and talks to and He's like, you know, they beat me. Yeah. You know, they beat. And you see by then, like again, he, he's, he's almost un- believing, what is, believing it. What it, it. Like, he's
0: Fraser call him a stupid boy? Is a stupid boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's do, like, do he's trying to save
1: you, you stupid boy. <laughs> yeah, incredible, incredible, <laughs> incredible. Uh, the yeah, and, and then yeah, he has two killer like Ned Baby mm. Network esque scenes, yeah. basically. Yeah. Which Jesus, the blocking of that scene where he basically brings him in to meet the entire <laughs> town, yeah. Yeah. being like the the actual conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> these people <laughs> made visual are <laughs> all yeah. in on it, and it's mm. just like so perfectly yeah. like the editing. Undertaker was there, the doctors were there. It's it's insane. it's, yeah, wild it's, wild. it's pretty wild there's no like person in this movie who's at all
3: good like because literally no, yeah <laughs> literally one of my favorite quotes uh when um well except for most of the osage I, oh i guess that's true. right now. yeah yes you're <laughs> sure um martin scorsese uh explained in an interview that this this wasn't a really a who done it. this was a who didn't do it you know? oh that's like, so like, good it's, yeah he's like, right yeah true. it's like yeah look to your left look to your right well yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess the
2: one maybe okay guy was uh, the the butcher.
1: There was almost oh, yeah. being framed. Like, You're yeah. not my friend, yeah, Roy. Like, Bunch. You're not my friend. That yeah. guy Roy, Rol- yeah, Roy yeah. yeah. I think it's the guy. It's Molly's guardian who who like. Like pours over her bills and is like a total dick to her. Yeah. You also learn that I think he's the. um I he's, think he's in the, the KKK. Uh, yeah, he's in the parade. KKK. Oh yeah, when he's like the <laughs> and knights are marching. He's in. on. He's in the jury. He's yeah. on the jury <laughs> as if there's no conflict of interest yeah. with this man. It's like he, you know. So this it is a small town, like small world. Yeah. I also think he's the guy from the gas station in No Country for Old Men. Right. Is that that actor? It's, oh, oh it's maybe. It's, I it's yeah, possibly. I him. I, th- I think that actor is definitely in there. I'm not sure if it's him though. But anyways. I yeah. just kept thinking of that during it as well. I but, thought it was yeah. also just a
2: random little note that I forgot to bring up it's uh in, in the book it's it's clear that Ernest becomes her like uh, guardian guardian, yeah, but they sure. don't really say that in the movie no, they yeah. kind of like channel the guardian situation through her role
1: alone. I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting. Choice. That was an interesting choice because uh-huh. usually I think that was the point of like a lot of Osage women marrying white men was like, oh, at least I'll be married to my guardian. so and if I like can, my yeah. child is ill, they'll pay me. I get money, you know. Yeah. And I thought they were, might, might explore that a little bit more, but they just kind of just, whatever. Yeah. Brush it aside. That was a detail that didn't, yeah, that didn't quite make it. Yeah, but yeah. I was good. So now that we're like in the court element of it, I think one thing that is interesting they do different in the movie that is in the book is that basically... So, obviously, Ernest Burkhart recants. Like, he gets... You know, Hale gets his fingers on him one more time. And then he... In the book, I did think this was, like, kind of an interesting thing they chose to not put in there, is that he basically then decides, like, I will testify against my uncle, understanding... Like, I will go to trial, my own separate trial, because I'm not going to get immunity anymore. And then he decides, I'm going to plead guilty, knowing he's going to get life in prison, and then still... You know, testify against his uncle, which did give me some feeling of like he obviously is like racked with guilt and like feels something for Molly if he was willing to do that. It's like he had the deal where he could have just testified and gotten away scot-free whereas in the movie they do it where it's like his his one of his daughters sadly passes away mm-hmm. so then he like changes his mind and then has to testify and his uncle's like well they're gonna give you immunity but you're not gonna really get it it's like maybe it was just too many that's steps that's in the book as well it's just not hit on like that's the reason the reason why yeah that it, it is but in it's there. definitely kind of portrayed around the same or it's like related the same amount it, it of it feels like they're like he's getting a better deal in the movie to testify and like he's going back on his uncle not like he's 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 racked out of of guilt but I guess towards maybe it was the choice to be like oh he cares more about his family knowing like he's not gonna go to prison I don't know it was an interesting I thought like that was actually one of the few things from the book where I was like oh maybe this kid this guy did love his family like and he was so racked with guilt he eventually well he definitely loves his son cowboy yes he does Cowboy Which boys. there's that
2: great scene in the movie of them being like, oh, he's he's more fair of the two. It's so crazy. It's- oh, <laughs> boy. Just watch Maybe
1: one of the most overtly racist scenes I've ever seen in my life. It's quite something to watch. Uh, I thought you were going to well, talk about the scene where he's in the pool hall with Cowboy, and he's like, Cowboy, don't let him take you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, boy. Jeez. I got to take
0: care of my wife. She's sick. She's
1: yeah. sick. She's real sick. She's real. <laughs> sick. Cowboy, come on, let's go. Yeah, this cowboy's just shooting pool at age three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, he's cool. Cowboy's awesome.
0: Um, yeah, cool. I think I think timing wise, uh, we should get into our ratings. Unless you have any. Well, final I think thoughts. we
1: have to talk about the very very end of the it being a radio play. Oh yeah, oh. yeah.
0: Yeah. So Scorsese. Um Scorsese mentioned in, I think, the interview with Edgar Wright, I'm sure he mentioned some other things, that in the Mervyn Leroy film, The FBI Story, that I believe came out in the 50s, it does talk about that the FBI basically came into being uh, on the back of the Osage murder investigation, but that it's a very caricatured... uh, thing and i think i think that's kind of what he's paying tribute to in this this we're jumping forward to the 50s it's not a movie but but it's a radio per, a radio program performance mm-hmm. of the fbi approved uh Version case of file yeah yeah um and and uh it's yeah jack white is there jack as white one of the there. actors lucky strikes doing, are there lucky yeah yeah, oh yeah, that was the Very one toasty. thing. I was like, the, oh, yeah,
1: the one character... being like light my lucky for me, please.
2: Yeah, exactly. something thank, like that. That's <laughs> what so I was trying to get. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> which I think it does t- cover in the book that like they did do it as radio plays at some point. Like that, it was a, a story that becomes like it becomes again. Once again, these poor people have their own story made a part of an American myth that minimizes them again. Uh, you know, in a world where they are basically forgotten, the entire s- the story of them is forgotten. Except for, isn't it cool that the FBI solved those murders at one time? Yeah, and I think that's essentially what he's getting at in that scene. Right. Yeah.
2: I don't know. A part, a part of me sees the the book as like a more interesting portrayal. Would have been like maybe four or five mini movies or like a like a mini series of sort. Like the first, the first part, you get two part. You get Molly's side, you get Ernest's murkiness or whatever. Then you get the investigation, and then you get the robe from the past, like putting it all together like a mastermind. Um, I don't know. It just, it just. If it's going to give Ernest so much nuance, I wish everyone got the same chance. Because like we mentioned, there's so many great moments in White's story where he's like, I really don't want these details to be lost. And there's like a great point where he's trying to get. Uh, book version read or written, and he's like, "I don't want it to be in the first person because it's not
1: my accomplishments."
2: Right, yeah, it yeah. needs to be in the third person. I was like, "That's a fantastic detail." Well, That's and, like awesome. and
1: he really wanted to like help consult on the FBI story. To be and like, they were Make like, "Nah, sure. you're good. We'll call or, you." Or the Hoover <laughs> was like, "Nah, they'll call you if <laughs> yeah. they need you." And then uh, the phone never rang. Yeah,
0: but it is an interesting
1: and it's a big swing
0: moment. The. The last line of dialogue is spoken by Scorsese as the sort of like sum up narrator of the radio show, and he is is doing like in some you know nonfiction movies it'd be like the, the and this happened to this person this person lived to you know William Hale lived to age eighty seven, so he's the one who comes out and reads it, and and he talks about the last person he mentions is Molly, who died in nineteen thirty seven. Is that in her 50s? And think a. she was
1: 51, yeah.
0: Yeah, she basically complications from diabetes and um, said that in the obituary there was no mention of the murders. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And it's just kind of like a very stark thing and then it hard cuts to um, a dance. Uh, uh, you know, the Osage of, of modern day gathered in a circle beating a drum and it's a it's this slow pulling pulling out probably drone shot of just an overhead of this giant circle dance um and it's it's like one of those big swings that like could come off corny and like well you, you made a choice but like it's a choice that like genuinely choked me up <laughs> yeah i i'm, I'm- uh,
1: that actively have the chills, and just just hearing you with your beautiful voice <laughs> say it back to me, Justin, <laughs> I feel like I'm there watching it, and I'm on the verge of tears because yeah. it is a beautiful yeah. statement by him. I think almost in some way being like, look, I understand that uh, my career, I am somewhat complicit in glamorizing the people who've done things like this, yeah, and and again making this American myth that 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 minimizes people who have suffered through great tragedy. Uh, it's one of the most beautiful choices he's ever made in a movie. I think. Um, I agree. Yeah. 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 Good job, Marty. We fucking love you, Marty. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever die, please. Again, can we all do, do, not do Can we ever. all agree on the Guillermo del Toro deal that we'll give years of our life to him? Oh yeah. Yes. Let's do it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. I, I definitely don't need the the last few. Yeah. Sure. No.
1: Shave him off so we can get a few more <laughs> from this guy. Yeah. He's the fucking best we got. Uh, Maybe the best we'll ever get.
0: Well, that seems like a perfect moment to segue into the, the final ratings. We'll start with you, David. So it'll be, uh, did you like the book? Did you like the movie? Which is better? But we'll do a round of each. So, so David, did you like the book? And also you can give sort of final sum-up thoughts on this.
3: Yeah, uh, I love the book. It was great. Again, I don't typically read nonfiction amen Wh- brother <laughs> hold, on, hold on now. on um hear, hear. I, I, But specifically like um a nonfiction like historical novels it's just it's just not my cup of tea yeah they're boring i get you man <laughs> well also I, I i do read books and not listen to audiobooks so. same, same, same. god is
1: ass wow. god is ass first of all <laughs> i only read i listen to
3: audiobooks for this pod
0: <laughs> okay
2: i read on my own time thank okay.
0: you very much well but also but also like with this particular book like it doesn't We're have will Patton reading you a section of it but it does have some excellent photographs like it's just peppered oh, yeah. with these very like in like when i say informative photographs it's like photographs that inform the way you feel about the people being described because you can see them yeah. you can see that face yeah right? um. you can see henry roan and be like damn all right
2: yeah, but I could see the faces through
1: Will Patton's narration, you know?
2: Touche. Like, I, yeah. I
1: enjoy a nonfiction fiction audiobook because it's like a podcast where someone tries really hard. Mm. Unlike <laughs> this. Well, <laughs> I would say podcasts, yo, okay, fair enough. Yeah, 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 fair enough.
3: I
2: think we're trying. I right? I think we're just, are, are we succeeding? Try hardy. Maybe uh, we're just I don't think succeeding. we tried nearly hard enough. <laughs> I think, yeah, maybe we're just
1: really bad at it. Uh, that could also be it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I don't, we didn't t- mention how the audiobook does trade voices, because it starts with a female reader, from Molly's yeah. point of view, mm. goes to the great Will Patton, yeah. and then ends on, Mr. Reporter voice for yeah. David Grant. I it's, went it's, down to Oklahoma, no, and I found
2: some documents. No, that's a little more, that's like a, like a I'm a talkie guy. This is like a... <laughs>
1: It's more Waverly. It's I guess, more, yeah, it's more trimbly. Yeah. He's, ah, uh, yeah. I, from my Brooklyn office, I could yeah. never have imagined going down to see the Osage Hills. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's wait, a, is it Gran himself? No, it's not, not. it's not. Oh, okay. it's It's a man I, I embodying the, him with, through his voice. So. It's, oh. yeah, it
2: does feel like this is him talking about, I mean, mostly because his it's experience. in like the first person. Yeah. yeah first yeah. person perspective, which helps yeah. with that. But, yeah. So,
0: so would you guys agree that you also love the book?
1: Uh, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. It was really good. Yeah, I really liked the book, and, and I've since read... Uh, well, I'd read The Wager before, and so Graham is great. I really like his stuff. Yeah. He's good. I might read more.
2: Probably not, but I might,
1: you know, because I really did...
2: I enjoyed how this book was broken up. I thought that yeah. was like very fascinating. Most people wouldn't do it that way, I feel like. Yeah,
0: I think mm. he wrote this in a way that... Like propels like fiction and like, yeah, like, like his prose style feels very much like it's like little
2: Russian, you know, nesting dolls of information, yeah, or I guess in the reverse.
3: And he, uh, David Grant, he was, you know, a what is a reverse Russian doll anyway? Sorry, David, please <laughs> yeah. continue. No,
1: I, I, I you <laughs> know, instead question. of like, no, let's unpack it, yeah, yeah, yeah literally, let's okay. Okay. they get it, bigger. It, what are you saying? <laughs> they're, they're. They're small, but you open them and they get bigger? Yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. As you
2: open them, they get bigger. And it's okay. So you, do you and understand the laws of physics? Um, <laughs> I understand
1: that you're not a physician. <laughs> A uh, physicist. Uh, yeah, that's true. Hey, look, I'm just the man who knows when you open a small thing, a big thing doesn't usually come out unless it's like I mean, uh, in the packing room, peanuts, sir. Uh.
2: I mean, instead of like more truce being, I guess, I guess Russian Nest doll
0: was perfect the first
2: time. Yeah, you have stuck it. with that. I should have like, said, uh, said the other thing, and I and had, had to kill you,
1: you about
0: a peanut brittle snake situation.
1: I was going to say, say only,
2: yep. a thing earlier that I had a thought in the in the watching the movie. I was like. This is like the rever This like the the other side of his character in Titanic. Of just like marrying into this like crazy affluent family and everyone, but instead of him being hated by all, he's just being ushered by all.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. It's just like a point that doesn't mean anything. But I was a thought.
2: That's like right. That. I
1: mean it's around. Yeah. The, it's the same time period. You're not wrong. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree. I I really liked the book. Uh, found it very readable. And initially, I was a little bit confused by the way that the third section really kind of shifts from this sort of like like very narrative narrative to sort of like okay and this is what it was like investigating this Mm -hmm. and what i uncovered is something that doesn't fit into a tidy story that there's all these loose ends and dead people and and other culprits that have that aren't william hale and so on and so on
1: yeah yeah Um, i'll say about that section where i was just like You know, God bless these poor people who had to, like, this tragedy is, like, comes down through their generations. But it it made me think, like, if for some horrible accident I have children and then those children have children, and they're interested in what me, their grandfather, was doing, they'll just be so disappointed. Yeah. Like, that was just... Well, you have plenty of time to become a fiasco. Uh, That's true. Actually, you know what? (laughs) You've given me some hope. But uh, it was just like... like, There's all kinds of crazy (laughs) shit you can still do, man. I just (laughs) couldn't imagine being like, so we know that on this day my grandfather was doing this, and I was like, oh, but you don't want to know what I'm doing. Um, Anyways, that was my...
0: (laughs) wow okay (laughs) uh next round did
3: you like the movie uh yeah no i i did like the movie um i i think it's great for people that have not read the book but i i would actually you know instead of recommending people to read the book before watching the movie i'd probably flip-flop it if they haven't read the book nor the movie i'd recommend them to watch the film then read the book because you're, you're getting, getting so kind of getting ahead of us more. here, but okay. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. I I I I don't know. Uh, um, this first time. I was gonna. Say, I feel
1: <laughs> like that's actually a new category, like the order of what to do. We've know, sort I, of I gotten love into it.
2: That's I good. Love, that's, love good. It. Yeah. that's good. Love okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no.
3: I'll, I'll go back to the. the, the just I'm gonna the double
2: part. down then. I think maybe <laughs> maybe movie first. It'll okay. make it go down easier. Oh
3: yeah. Um. You won't
2: be so enraged watching movie being like there's so many details lost. As I'm often <laughs>
3: thinking, um, it's well, all yeah. you think. Well, it's I mean, truly
2: it's, it's continuity in me, man. I, I, need I think
3: it. It, the, the movie was made with a lot of respect, especially with the, the Osage um, uh, community being brought into this film. Um, I and again, like that last scene too. The slow pan up uh, was just so beautiful. Uh, one of my favorite um, Scorsese endings, and just probably endings and movies in general that I've seen in a long time. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of great things from this movie that you can take out. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I also really, 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 really,
2: really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Parts of it still rub me, not the wrong way, but in a weird way. I don't really... Mm -hmm. I need to... Yeah, like like we said after watching, I was like, I need to watch that again before well, that I can was the really thing. understand You seem
0: you seem physically a little bit like tied up, like when when me, Tyler, and and you stood outside the movie theater, yeah. like you physically were a little bit like because we're like we're not going to get heavy into it because we got the podcast, but we we're talking a bit. You kind of like yeah, uh, and you were kind of like tight and like well, because my my immediate reaction was like, did I
2: like that? I didn't know if I liked that or not.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: And I I didn't really want to go into it because I, I didn't know how to like think about it. But yeah. in the process of talking about it today, I, there is uh, like my, ultimately my 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 theory is that you know if you like more than you hate, then you you love that movie, uh, mm. and that's how I come across now. But it's just just aspects of the movie. I I don't know. I still don't really know how to get into it. Like kind of one of the aspects of uh, America, specifically white men being greedy. It's like. Yeah, man. I already, I already know that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I guess I kind of wanted it to go a Scorsese level deeper in my mind, mm. uh, and leave me with some new like truth. Mm-hmm. But I came out of that being like, yeah, 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 <laughs> <You> <laughs> check, out. You checks out, checks out, man. Yeah. You're um, first. <laughs> fuck them all, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> So yeah, I was like a little angry that it didn't reveal some greater level of truth. And maybe okay. Scorsese couldn't give that to me because there is no greater level of truth than God damn most people suck, huh? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. But like I, I was really conflicted when I came out of it. Yeah. But in thinking about it and thinking about all the scenes I like. I mean I love I love a good performance over just about Anything, mm-hmm. so even though it's really it, maybe I was mad that I liked uh, his portrayal of Ernest so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's likable on purpose to fuck with you to mm-hmm. make you feel weird about liking. That's done on purpose. But I'm kind of bummed, and I'm like, yeah. Do I like his Do I like his performance more than I like what we miss from his embellishment of the story? Like it's it's hard for me to like figure that in my mind. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, fair. yeah, I really like the movie. Very fair. Quite yeah. a bit. I'll uh, definitely... Any movie that I want to see again, I also feel like is a good movie. Even if it's something that I thought was bad, It's something compels me to watch it again, then that's
1: mm. an interesting movie at the very least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like the movie. I, I like the movie a lot. Um, I was... In terms of book, movie, order, I would almost say, like, read the book... I mean, in this is, you know, if you're going to see it, the movie tomorrow, you can't do this. But I was going to say, I would have been, I would have almost liked if I had read the movie or the book three months ago, forgotten a bunch of stuff, yeah. and then yeah. watched it, yeah. just because like it's a very dense, it's a dense book and it's a dense movie, and like having some pre knowledge of, again, names, places, things, I think is actually really helpful. Yeah. But having too much knowledge again, you and we like, all crammed it in. Yeah, we yeah. all did it right yeah. up until basically the the movie yeah. started yeah. almost. And it's it's that thing where you go if, you're, if it's too fresh, then you're just noticing differences between source material and movie, which is really not the right way to watch anything. Even because yeah. because you can't help yourself, you're just like, well, it's different, and yeah. why is it different? Yeah. But it's like, well,
2: I usually feel that pretty strongly. I didn't really care in this movie. It's just the
1: pivot. Of the movie around, Earth yeah, and world. and I think like it's a strong adaptation, and they and you just kind of have to accept they're going to make choices, Alan. Uh, no, I know, I know. <laughs> so the but, movie can happen. Like, I yeah, understand, yeah. but I, I, I'm, a, I'm one I'm that, that say, believes,
2: I'm one that believes that like yeah. who cares what really happened? Make the story you want to yes. say. in uh, this yeah. particular one, it's like well, maybe adhere a little bit more to the truth because this is a pretty important moment in history.
1: It's true. I mean, yeah. they they fill in some details and and and. Make choices, and and, I, and I'm not saying you can't feel conflicted about the central relationship. It's just when or I can't understand the choice that confounds me. Well, and and so I was going to say the only thing in terms of like it trying to reach a deeper truth, and I don't know if this is something that that I found, or and, and then I've read some reviews and I've listened to some things. So i and I feel like if I were to see the movie again, I would really try to clock this. Is that I think when he's made movies like this in the past not not that he doesn't not that he's endorsing these people like yeah. the like the henry hills of the world or the you know sam Rothsteins, but there is a glorification and i think he, there is a almost a trust with the audience to be like these guys are fun but ultimately we all agree they're dirtbags yeah. and i think in this movie he is going for these guys are monsters and they can be but they can be good and it's a, it's a, the, 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 the formula yeah. is a little changed, where it's like, we are just He's much more careful now as he's gotten yes. older,
2: especially with people for years being like, you have glorified gangsters. Right, which is like,
1: uh, I think he's... He, <laughs> it's he, got a wear on you at some point. It's got a wear on you, and you're like, I, I how, how more clearly can I make it that I don't actually like these guys, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though they're funny or, it's like or charming can... or interesting to be around. Right. And in this case, I think it was certainly a, a choice to be like, we know from the beginning that these are bad guys and they're doing terrible things. But ultimately, maybe on some level, Ernest loves his wife. William Hale is willing to delude himself into yeah. the idea that he's doing Ultimately, on some level, there's still... For the greater good. Yeah.
2: Partly human.
1: Right. In, like, in, they make jokes, they make mistakes... And, and like because what they, they yeah. what they think they're doing is not wrong, so of course they're living their lives. And then essentially, like the fa- like as far back as you go in America, it's all been run by gangsters who are willing to kill and do anything to get money and knock people out of the way. Yeah, and, gangs and, in New York, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. So, um, anyways, really good movie. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it greatly. I like. I was.
0: I'm still processing the movie, but I. I had a similar feeling which was I need to watch this movie again but maybe in a month when some of the details from the book have faded cuz yeah it's just a lot of like oh that's a little different I would have imagined it portrayed in another way okay. but like but there's like so many things that are are brought to life in a way that feels so much more vivid than the account in the in the I was going to say novel but like in the you know book that um like I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade for that. I'm like, like it's, it's so well realized, and I'm sure that also has to do with, like, Scorsese actually going to, you know, the Osage and and uh, talking with them and working with them, um, and they brought their reality
1: to it, and also him having two hundred million, yeah, million dollars to yeah two hundred million dollars to reenact that. sets and trains and production design and clothing, and it it becomes yeah. an absolutely yeah. gorgeous. So to look at so world.
2: official order is maybe movie then book or read the book and then watch the movie but there four definitely, months and but there definitely yeah. has to yeah. be <laughs>
1: some gap time because yeah. 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 read the book yeah. and hit your head real hard <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then yeah, go yeah. watch the movie
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, be perfect uh, or or audiobook in one ear while watching the movie you can get most of the book cuz during the movie cuz honestly That's there are so, there are some
0: <laughs> things i'm reflecting on that like were like scenes that were like between um, ernest and his uncle that were like, you know, pure speculation, purely for character development, that did get me a little antsy watching it because I'm like, well I know this didn't really happen. Right. But I feel like if I'm just watching it as a movie and just like taking in the moviness of this movie, like that stuff probably won't irk me. But 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 I agree kind of also with what Alan was saying, which is just like the fact that it's not a settled thing for me just proves that I think that it's a it's a a richer experience than a lot of movies yeah, yeah. um so i'm i'm hedging a little bit because i don't even really know if i'm gonna go book is better movie is better um but i think they're both pretty rich and exciting experiences so we'll start with you david what do you think which is better the book the movie
3: i i mean oof. TBD. You know, it's I, I need some decide, time right, oh, right now. Break. Look at me. Look at me. Decide, <laughs> yeah, viewers or listeners. Um, Alan has a knife against my neck right now, so
2: it's not a knife. It's I, just a just a <laughs> suggestion, really. Uh, yeah,
3: I <laughs> I've always had this in my head. Well, honestly, I I would go with the book. Not only not because that's the cliche answer, but just because I, I feel like I got a lot more out of it. But I will say, like. I would implore people to watch the movie. Um, I think, I also like a question that I asked myself was, is this, was this movie needed to be made? And I'm like, oh, absolutely. I I really do. I think, well, people in LA, they don't read. So, (laughs) you know, uh, there's another form um, that could um, inform them of this. And I'm glad that it exists. So, but yeah, I, I would, I would stick with the book. No. But doesn't change the fact that the movie did what it needed to do. So, yeah, that's yeah. my stance. I, I right.
2: would say they're both kind of on equal standing with me, within me. Uh, the woman in me, Britney Spears. Um, <laughs> <I> w- <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag. Sorry. Uh, but if I had to choose, I, I, would, I would say probably book. Uh, but they're very, very close. Mm. Until I see the movie again, no. I, I won't know
1: for sure. But I, I, I'd say book. I will. I will say it is. Boy, uh, it's very. It is very tight. Um, I would also probably. Mm, I'm gonna go with the movie. I really, yeah. genuinely think the movie was I such knew a you great would. experience. I it knew was. You would. It was so. It's so thematically rich. It's yeah. so visually compelling. It is a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, you're gonna enjoy it. And I think over time. I will. It's like if it were today, I'd be like 51% movie, 49% book. Over time, it will, I think, only grow
3: mm-hmm.
1: th- how much more I prefer the movie. Um, not that, the, that, that I don't like the book. But today, I'm going to say the movie 51% to 49%.
3: Yeah,
0: Nice. And I think just to get that nice split, I'm going to also say movie. So it's two book, two movie. It's a tie. But it's we could on, all flip-flop
2: at some point. I know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. But yeah. right now... It's a tie. Two book, two movie. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for sticking in. This was a longer episode than normal for us. Um, right now we've got in the hopper. We're going to do uh, Priscilla, the Sofia Coppola movie, and Priscilla's uh, memoir that is the that film is based on, Elvis and Me. So if you want to read or watch a movie to catch up with us, uh, that's what we're doing next. And we're going to have some more stuff that we're probably going to bank so I don't know if,
2: stories tell me right now if you want to hear us talk about Johnny mnemonic I'd love to <laughs> oh, yeah, just write in tell us if stories. you want to hear us talk
0: Good about reason. Johnny Anyhow. mnemonic um, thank you again so much for listening thank you David for for joining us in this conversation <laughs> pleasure to be here um, and don't take insulin from your husband yeah and make sure you love that money
1: thanks for listening to this episode of the Skylight books podcast series we hope you enjoyed it if you'd like to check out the book featured in this episode or others, please visit skylightbooks.com. If you're in the Los Angeles area, stop by for one of our live in-person author events. You can find a calendar on our website. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. It really helps us out. Our music is by Duck the Piano Wire. Till next time.